Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. John. Kim. Can we get some jingle bells under this? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, before this week's... Before... Surprise! This is a bonus episode. Oh my god, it's a bonus episode. <laughs> what are we doing here on a Tuesday night? <laughs> this was actually going to go out around Christmas time, but since the entire internet is talking about their top tens... Including us. We, so do we. We've already published our top ten of 2019 individually online at nofspodcast.com if you want to see images that go with the movies. Or different words that we say about them. But yeah, we intended to put this out a little later, so something to listen to over the holidays. But we're putting it out now because Because it's- yeah, you know, you might your vacation might be starting and uh, I don't know. Bonus episode. Why wait? Why hold back on telling people about good movies? Yeah. So uh, this little pre-intro, this isn't the intro yet, so get tuned for that. We planned it to be over Christmas, like actual Christmas. Which becomes very apparent in about a minute and a half from now. (laughs) So um, pretend you're on your vacation if you're not. Uh, Pretend you are being festive and you're in your jam jams and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, very nogged. And enjoy this bonus episode. Fellow fiends, welcome to another terrifying and delectable episode of Nightmare on Film Street. The horror podcast with zero credibility, but all of the blood ghouls and gore your puny heart can handle (laughs) let's give a grave welcome to our hosts John and Kim hello again fiends and welcome to this bonus episode of Nightmare on Film Street I'm Kim I'm John And we're talking about horror films of 2019. 
best of the year, a completely subjective list, because I'm not going to sit here and tell you the movies that made the most money or got the highest rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And also, it's like Christmas time. You guys are all full and in your pajama pants. You're too lazy to go on the internet and yell at us for our selections because you're oh, comfy. Oh, this is the right time to you're drop happy. this. You're happy. You're probably still drinking mulled wine. Like, yeah. We, we're just going to throw our picks out into the ether and you guys are going to be like, well, I don't agree, but I'm not getting up. That's exactly it. This is the right time to do it. Everybody's full on bread and beer. <laughs> As are we. The the thing about the end of the year is the last two, or the first two weeks of December, we were just like, going through our list and trying to make sure we watched all the movies that we had didn't have an opportunity to see throughout the year. And so we've been binging and binging and binging. And now that we're kind of at the end of it, we've compiled our lists. I'm a little scared that I have some, I just watched this bias. Oh yeah. But I'm pretty confident in my list this year. I am uh, going to take this opportunity, uh, as I do every year, to say <laughs> that I hate this. <laughs> I am having the worst day. I don't like it at all. I hate- I sleep like a baby after I compile my list, and John's just like racking his teeth, and he's just like, I don't know. What, what do I do? What am I trying to say with my list? Like, you're not trying to say anything. You're just ranking the things that you like. It's like the one time a year that I just become incredibly neurotic. I can't <laughs> I can't do it. I hate it. It's the worst. You know, I would, ugh, I don't <laughs> I can't even explain myself. It sucks, because there's, okay, you watch like, I don't know, a few hundred movies in a year, and then you got to pick 10? Like, I, there's too many. Ah, hmm. I don't <laughs> I like will it. say, I did have a bit of a struggle this year, like a little mini existential crisis, because one of the movies that I put on my list initially, it's now lo- no longer on the list, Ooh. was not horror at all. I've got some not horror at all. Picks. But, like, really not horror. I think and that I was movie like, might be on my list. <laughs> I like this movie. I enjoyed this movie. But are people going to be mad at me for putting this on my list? And then I realized later when we were actually like five minutes before recording, I'd forgotten a movie entirely. Mm. And so I was like, ah, and then it, they just got swapped out. So it's in my honorable mentions, but it was like in the middle of my top 10 for two days. And I was only making that list for two days. So it was, it just got cut off the list. And solely because I think people would be mad that I put it on there because it's not horror. That's interesting. Yeah. I Well, we'll find out whether or not it's on my list. I... Uh, you know, next year, I, lo- I love that period between, you know, American Thanksgiving and, and, and Christmas where we just sort of catch up on all the movies we missed. It's just like movie nightmares. I love it. Like, it's just like three movies a day. It's of just great. like, oh, what haven't we seen? What do we got to see next? Yeah. What might be my favorite movie? <laughs> I super enjoy it. I think it's great. But it's it's like a greedy collector thing, like a completist thing where, like, I just I just want to see all of the movies that came out this year and I can close the book on 2019 and continue on with 2020. But then I run into situations where I see a movie and I really like it. But then you're like, wait a minute. How am I going to skew this with movies I saw in yeah. February of this year? Like, yeah. do I like it as much as this movie? Yeah, it's, I, it's I have hard a movie, when there's a bunch of fresh movies. It's tough. I, ha- I have a movie that's in my honorable mentions that I I am sure would have been somewhere on my list, maybe in the middle if I had seen it earlier in the year and had a better idea of where it places. So, like, unfortunately, I just kind of walked away from it. Like, I really like it. I'll sing its praises when we get to honorable mentions. But uh, I took it off the list because I just wasn't sure where to put it. And what ended up going on my number 10 is a movie that I think 
got kicked off your list. I'm going to find out in a second. Before we get into the list, though, before we before we drop number 10, I just have to do our little disclaimer that I do every year in that our list is a little bit different than some of the other lists you'll find. Oh, End sure. of the year lists in that we, with our top 10s, we are non-discriminate about whether the movie has actually been released or not, as long as it had a film festival release, if we saw it at a film festival this year. Um, so our lists are usually, I'm not sure what your list looks like yet, mm. uh, a blend of movies that have not been released yet are, and might technically be a 2020 release and films that have been released. So in a sense, like maybe it's kind of cheating, but not really, because I think what's fun about our list is they, they're movies that you can see right now, recommendations, and then things to like keep your ear to the ground for when they do get released. Um, anything that is released already, we'll let you know when we're when we're talking about them. But yeah, there I, I'm sure there'll be a few like there are every year that are not out yet, but definitely worth seeking out when they come out. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, there are a bunch on here that you've probably seen that you may have also liked, but this is supposed to be a recommendation list and what, you know, I, I can't see a better way to do that than saying here are some movies to look forward to that did technically screen in 2019. Yeah, and the only reason that they're not out yet is just because they're either still looking for distribution or they found distribution and they're being held off for like VOD or Netflix or whatever until 2020. Yeah, I will say the few on my list that have not been released yet into wide theater uh, or VOD, I'm almost positive all of them are coming first quarter 2020. So you shouldn't have too long to wait. Unlike last year where I put it like Lose was like my number two movie, I think. Fuck, I love One Cut of the Dead. Both of those came in like the late summer, early fall. So (laughs) I'm very sorry if you had to wait that long. But I could not contain my love for those movies. Much like the same love I have for the movies on my list this year. Kim, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? You can go first. I'm going to go first. No problem. Here we go. Number 10. I just want to say number 11 to number 65, 185. <laughs> All great. All could have been on this list. But either way, number 10, probably my most controversial pick, Greener Grass. I put it on my fucking top 10. I don't care. <laughs> it is It is a weird, weird movie. It is a gonzo comedy. You can find it from your friends at IFC Midnight. Uh, It is absolutely the funniest movie I've seen this entire year, and it is so strange. So, so very strange. If if the title card said Greener Grass, directed by John Waters, it would be on everybody's top ten of the year, I guarantee it. But if you have not heard of this movie, it is, oh, it is strange. But it is absolutely hilarious, and I hope you like it. Awesome. Cool. So you're starting off with like kind of a comedy. I got it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number 10, and I just saw this one last week because I missed it on the festival circuit, mm-hmm. is Climax from Gaspar Noe. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really like Gaspar Noe films. I think they're such a head trip. He's got a way of making his films really immersive and you find yourself just getting lost in them. And this one especially, like he really nails this strange drug-like trip and it's it's scary and it's beautiful and it's haunting and it's traumatizing and the transitions between those are so smooth. Uh, he's the only person that could do that. Yeah. And it was gorgeous. Like, I'm the, glad you liked it. The coloring and everything was great. I'm so sad I missed this in the theater. Oh, it was a, it was an experience. <laughs> and, it, and John saw it at Fantastic Fest and it came with Freeze Angria. So like I'm Hell really yeah. upset I missed it. I don't know where I was. Probably in another theater. But it was a midnight screening. It was... I was tired by the time I walked into it. It was tough. The yeah. sec- second viewing, it was solid. I'm glad you got to catch it. 
But yeah, so that one is actually out now on VOD. I think it's on like HBO or those Crave movies or whatever the premium movie channel is. I don't remember who released it in the States, but in the UK, it's released by Arrow Video. Cool. Good to know. Number nine. Another... And number five, we're going to switch orders. I think we did this last year. Okay. So that like... So like I do two movies and then you get to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's weird. Well, yeah, uh... because like I'm always trailing you and there will be no surprise or something. I don't know. Okay. Number nine, another maybe not technically horror pick, but it's so, so goddamn good, guys. You gotta check out Blood on Her Name. This is a suspense thriller, like Southern Gothic neo-noir. Before we had horror as a as a steady genre, suspense and thriller was where it was at, like Hitchcock, uh, Clouseau, all of those guys. Like this, th- oh, this movie hurts to watch. Every every second of this movie, like when they say "kill your darlings" in uh, in writing classes, this is the kind of movie they're talking about. Every possible decision that this character could make that would hurt you happens, and it is it is so worth it. It's it's just a small story about a woman trying to cover up a murder, uh, and and all of the dirty business that goes with that. Cool. I didn't realize you loved that one that much. Oh my god, are you kidding me? I gave it like a 94% in my review. Wow. Yeah, we caught it at Fantastic Fest this year, and uh, it's coming soon. Um, This one, my number nine pick, we caught at TIFF Midnight Madness. Oh shit! Yeah, it's kind of an indie pick. It's not out yet. Uh, it had its world premiere at TIFF, and it, I don't think it's played anywhere else yet. This could it, be one of two movies. It is from a first-time filmmaker. It is The Vigil All right. from director Keith Thomas. It is a Jewish-based mythology horror film about demons, um, maybe. We follow a man who is hired last minute to sit overnight and watch a body it's a uh, jewish tradition and the man they had originally doing it basically ran off into the night for some reason and all of this movie kind of takes place in one location it's very spooky super eerie and totally my kind of movie um it's wonderfully creepy what it can do with just a fucking sheet sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you enjoyed Autopsy of Jane Doe, keep your ear to the ground for the vigil. Oh, yeah. It's a Hasidic Autopsy of Jane Doe. It's very, very good. Totally good. My number eight pick. Another festival film for us, but by the time you're listening to this, it has already been released to theaters in VOD. I'm talking about Adam Egypt Mortimer's Daniel Isn't Real, uh, the imaginary friend story that uh, stars... Miles Robbins and Patrick Schwarzenegger. It's so fucking good, guys. It's so crazy. It's like a psychological horror that goes to just some of the strangest places. And uh, I don't really want to say too much about it, but it is a surprisingly dark film that is, like, visually so rich. Like, it is so good to look at. It's from your friends in Spectre Vision. And uh, this this would pair really well with every other film. With anything in. else that Spectre oh, Vision has done. I am loving the color palette of their movies in the last two years. Like pink I and purple? Oh, yeah. man, I'm there. <laughs> My number eight is no huge surprise. I think this is probably going to be on quite a few lists. Um, it's a little lower on mine just because of maybe how... my expectations of it versus what it delivered it's a it's a bit of a familiar story but it's a gorgeous color palette anybody else out there want to take a wild guess what this is and uh (laughs) it's folk horror so that is totally up my alley it is ari aster's midsummer no surprise number eight yeah which which cut 
You talking theatrical or are we talking director's cut? Oh, uh... And is the other one on this list also? <laughs> I'm going to go theatrical because I don't remember the difference between the director's cut and the theatrical. Just that I appreciated being able to see it in the theater a second time. Yeah, this movie rocks. This movie's really good. Yeah. It, it, bleached out, lots of sun, like, give me that more. The dance around the maple sequence is just amazing. So wonderful. That second time we saw it in the theater, I could not get over how good that was. And the whole relationship between... Um, Danny and whoever her trash boyfriend was <laughs> <laughs> is so stressful and like, oh, you're so upset for her. But tr- the actress that plays Danny, she is phenomenal. Phenomenal snowman in this movie. <laughs> Bring that back. That's a uh, in Webster's Dictionary, 2019. <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> snowman. My number seven pick. Like speaking of pairing nicely, my number seven pick. Another Spectre Vision film. <laughs> Uh, this one from returning filmmaker Richard Stanley. We're talking about the H.P. Lovecraft film, Color Out of Space. Oh, wow. I really like this movie. Not on your list? Higher on your list? Is it coming? I don't know. Let me look into my eyes right now. Ooh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Looking around the room. Uh, yeah, this is a really good movie uh, about a alien object that crash lands in the peaceful home of the gardeners. And, oh, like, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, boy. So, I mean, like, it's got some incredible creature design. It's just gorgeous to look at. Yeah, you got your rage cage. Everybody wants rage cage. But more importantly, come for the scene-stealing Tommy Chong. Not something that I would ever expect to say in a horror movie. And, like, I'm not saying scene-stealing because he's funny. I mean, he probably has the creepiest moments of this whole movie. I can't wait to see this movie again in the theater. It was a mind blower. Also, actually, the kid, if you've seen the trailers of this movie, also in Greener Grass. Oh. Yeah, there's a few connections like that in my (laughs) list. Not really. My number seven pick is also a theatrical movie. John's going all indie. I guess I'm going all big release. Was a huge surprise for me. Something that wasn't on my radar at all. Uh But when we finally did see it, I was very impressed. Uh Ready or not. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. You got a cool list. It was super fun. And it was just like exactly what I wanted to see in a movie theater. And I came out like feeling totally rewarded and totally impressed. And it was just a great ride. The movie was a lot of fun. It was just so much fun. It was your Halloween costume this year. It was my Halloween costume. One of them. And Samara Weaving is just killing it. She is, you know, in my early draft, she was two of the movies on my list. Oh, I know that other movie is. (laughs) That is a good movie. We'll We'll talk about it. It's going to be in my honorable mentions. (laughs) Yeah. See, that's the problem. Like, honorable mentions is a bit of a scapegoat because it's just like, oh, I get to talk about those other, like, ten (laughs) movies. But, like, you got to kind of limit it to three, right? So... We'll see what happens when we get there. And coming in at number six, a movie that I've been chasing. That if, you know, if things went right, would have been on my list last year, I think. A movie we've been chasing for so, so, so long. It's just one of those, like, every opportunity to see it, something goes wrong. And I'm talking about Peter Strickland's In Fabric. This movie's fucking strange, guys. Haunted Dress movie uh, does not quite sell it the way that it should, but you also don't really want to know much going in. It is very strange. It takes some really weird turns, and it is, uh, ooh, it's it's got some weird stuff in it. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're open to it, uh, you're going to enjoy it. It's hard to watch in a theater full of people, specifically for one scene where we're changing some clothes on a mannequin um, that really shouldn't be as sexual as it is. <laughs> But, oh, man, is it was it a rewarding watch. I'm so glad we finally got to see it, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it again shortly. 
maybe. Oh, yes, I made a prediction. My number six pick, another film festival find, The Platform. Yes! This was a really great surprise. We saw this at Fantastic Fest. Um, it's a very, another really isolated film. We follow two two characters at a time. (laughs) And it's this dystopian sort of movie where you don't really get a lot of information about the world, but it's uh, like a prison tower and there's a platform in the middle with food that drops down once a day. And the lower you are in the tower, the less food is left for you. And eventually if you're at the bottom, there is no food at all. So it's kind of a dog eat dog universe um but if you're at (laughs) if you're at the top you basically get to gorge on this feast but it's just that the platform keeps dropping lower and lower and there's less and less and it's a really wonderful film Mm -hmm. yeah now do you want to go again do your number five this is where we switch i think oh um yeah i guess i will do my number five let's hear it my number five pick extra Sorry, that was a drum roll. <laughs> that was bad. My number five pick is Extraordinary. I love your list. It's a... <laughs> your list is so good. A comedy film about ghosties. I can't believe this made number five. What? <laughs> oh, this movie is so good. <laughs> Do you think it's too low? Or <laughs> No. No, this movie rocks. This movie is... Sorry, you talk about your movie. It's just so much fun. It's just a hilarious movie. It's got Will Forte being as Will Forte as Will Forte has ever been. And it's just... Complete hilarity. We follow a psychic and she gets wrapped up in this kidnapping daughter plot for the <laughs> for this sinister means and it's For Satan <laughs> Yeah, there's also just like this really cute budding romance at the center of this movie that is it puts a smile on your face throughout the whole thing. But all like all of the ghosts are kind of just like bumbling silly Irish people. Like it, it <laughs> the idea that you would die and then become all knowing or things would make sense to you in the afterlife is gone in this movie. Like, ghosts are as silly and as ill-prepared for death as we are for life, and it is a lot of fun. My number five pick, keeping my indie theme going, <laughs> uh, is is uh, Joe Bigos' punk rock film, VFW. If you like Siege movies and you just like seeing old guys kick a lot of fucking ass, this is a movie for you. It's just a bunch of old vets just hunkering down in a VFW building to protect themselves from the punk rock fucking bikers outside that want to rip their heads apart and uh, is real, real good. This is totally the first movie I would have predicted for your list. The other ones were a complete surprise. All of them? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because there's no doubt that this movie, like, I have, I put my fists in the air when I saw this movie for the first time, and they haven't come down since. <laughs> like, oh, man, I'm still, still riding high in this movie. It's one of the only movies uh, this year, one of a few, that I've seen twice, and each time, just fucking killer. My number four movie, already mentioned on John's list. I think he's going to be surprised how high I have it on mine. What movie is this? Greener Grass. Yes! Uh, That's good. (laughs) Just an absurd movie and a wonderful color palette. Hilarious, strange, odd, totally up my alley. Nightmare on Film Street Certified. There you go. We've uh, gotten... uh, Is that our first crossover so far? That is our first crossover so far, I think. Wow. We have three movies left to cross over. Uh, For you, I got four. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) But yeah, we got a few. We got a few. Greener Grass, too good. I didn't really say anything of what it was about when I talked about it. But how do you describe this movie? It's about, like, suburbia. Yeah. It's just a an odd, like, looking into a Barbie dollhouse, but, like, you're in a dream and things are weird, but nobody's commenting on it. Yeah, like, we're giving our kids away, and then our, our other kid turned into a dog. <laughs> and everybody has braces. <laughs> Everybody's got braces. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Oh boy, my number four pick. Our second crossover from this list. <gasps> Ooh. The platform. Man, nice. this movie, it's too good. There's been a, there's been a lot of movies this year about classism. This one fucking nails it. This movie is it's a head scratcher. It's 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 a great movie for discussing. That was one of my favorite uh, memories of this movie is just talking to people at film festivals about it. Uh it is so so weird and and off-kilter but such a uh, pointed mirror held to to our own society, I think, um, and definitely something to uh, to think about while having dinner next time. <laughs> My number three pick, and probably a crossover film. I'm guessing maybe it's going to be John's number one this Ooh, year. Ooh, what's uh, that? The Vast of Night. Yeah, that's a good movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really, really good movie, guys. Uh, maybe a little bit more sci-fi. What the fuck are your number two and one picks? <laughs> maybe a little bit more sci-fi than horror, but oh boy. I am i don't want to talk too much about it because I know John's going to want to talk about it. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead and talk about it. Um, it might be in my honorable mentions. Who knows? It's not. It's not your honorable mention. Um, totally wonderful. Like an old radio program. It really utilizes sound wonderfully, and there are full-on, like, blackout moments in the theater that you wouldn't think work as well as they do, but they're probably the best moments of the entire film. Um, I don't think I've ever been so engrossed in a a visual story, like, f- like falling asleep with the radio. Like, it's just wonderful. Yeah, it's a real good movie. Hopefully we get a chance to talk about it again. My number three <laughs> pick... Breaking into the top three, guys. These are the easiest ones to put on the list. Everything else, real hard. Number three, the directorial debut of a longtime producer who is also known for weird, strange movies that you would see like Greener Grass. In fact, he is the producer of uh, The Greasy Strangler. I'm talking about Aunt Timpson's Come to Daddy. I don't know if this is on Kim's top two, but maybe, maybe we'll talk about it again. I'm not sure. It is such a strange movie. It stars Elijah Wood. He's gone to go see his dad, who's been estranged from, and shit just goes downhill from there. It is so fucking... It's like a mumblecore movie where, you know, some estranged characters meet up and talk it out, but then it's filtered through the brain of the people that made The Greasy Strangler and just, like, the weird, odd places that that movie goes. And I had a great great fan theory for a very long time about this movie that Aunt Timson himself shut down. <laughs> I still think you're right. <laughs> hey, whatever. It's- Whether or not the director agrees with you. <laughs> it is such, it's such a weird one. It's coming soon. Um, you know, Unfortunately, it's not out yet, but it is so worth it, and uh, I can't wait for you guys to see it, because it is a bonkers movie. Number two. This one John might, might have a little gasp at. A little gasp. It means he's not going to know my number one pick. Oh, do you want me to guess what your number two is? <laughs> My number two pick uh-huh. is the Mortuary Collection. Yeah, I still I have no idea what your number one is. I told you. Oh, uh, man. Where did we see this from? I can't even remember. Shit, I think I might have an idea what your number one is. Fantastic Fest. 
The Mortuary Collection was a another big surprise for me. I didn't really know much going into it other than the one image I saw circulating around before the festival. Um, it is a collection of stories by first-time director Ryan Spindell. He does all three stories. It's got such a um, like trick-or-treat vibe where, you know, it's got a cohesiveness between the three stories. They all kind of fit together and match thematically and visually, which you can only really get if you have like one mind behind. Like I love those uh, horror anthologies where you have a lot of different directors, mm. but sometimes they don't fit together as a whole movie so well. The Mortuary Collection is just fucking wonderful. Oh, yeah. It blew me away. Like it is visually wonderful. Every story is strong and the connective tissue is just like, fucking great it's incredible and like they they have such great little twists and turns including the wraparound story that sort of encompasses everything and yeah that's that's another thing like you you need a good wraparound story that ties them all together and this is this is it like essentially a woman is coming to interview for a mortuary position and uh to make sure that she's right for the job he talks to her about three of the strangest deaths that he's ever witnessed and that's how we go in and out of our horror anthology. And these are strange deaths. But you're right. Like, they look so fun. They're so playful. This is going to be the first movie you put on your Halloween watch list 2020. I absolutely guarantee it. It's also why it's my number two pick <gasps> of 2019. Yay! We had a number two tie! High, High five! five. Uh, this one's not out yet, unfortunately. Um, it just had its premiere at Fantastic Fest. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's played anywhere else yet. Um, but we'll let you know as soon as it's picked up because I would like to pick it up, one. Absolutely. And two, I want everybody to see this movie. I will tweet about this movie until every single one of you have seen it. Oh, yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, this movie is for you. I know, like, well, oh, okay, I talk. we talk about Greener Grass and we talk about Blood on Her Name and, like, those aren't necessarily, like, straight horror movies. Yeah. But this is your horror anthology. I think this one's going to please a lot of different horror fans. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you were right to say, like, when you first fell in love with Trick or Treat. That's the same feeling you had oh, watching this movie. So good. Oh, you know when you watch Trick or Treat and you were just like awake after and you're like, oh my God, I've just seen something I'm going to watch every year for the rest yeah. of my life. It's, it's not too often you get 20 minutes into a movie and you go, oh, this is my new favorite movie. Oh, I, th I just like this a lot. Yeah. And I mean, that's how I felt about every movie on this list. And that's why it hurts to arrange them and organize them into an order. And I hate it. Uh, I'm going to let you go first with your number one. Why? Because. <laughs> I don't know what, uh, yeah, I no, think you I, definitely, I do you know definitely what know what my number one is. And it is, of course, The Vast of Night. It is the perfect cinematic experience for Twilight Zone fans, for old-time radio fans. It is so, so goddamn good. I can't sing this movie's praises enough, but, like, what cinema can achieve is what this movie sets out to do. I don't, they had to, mm. There, there are shots in this movie that I still don't believe they were able to do. I don't get it. It's such a low-budget indie movie. It does so much with so little. Uh, and like Kim was saying, there are moments in this movie that just sort of whisk you away into storytelling. Like, it reminds you what stories can do. Uh, you said that so much more eloquently than me. <laughs> Probably because you've already worked on your article and I have not. <laughs> uh, well, you wrote the review. I would expect you to have lots to say about that. I haven't one. read my review in like since I wrote it. <laughs> the the only reason I, I can say the things that I don't even remember what I said, but like I have been talking about this movie to absolutely everybody that will listen. So like I have been preparing for this 10 second bit 
uh, all year. It, this this was one of the first movies that we saw this year that immediately went on the top ten list. I put it at number one, thinking that surely I will find another movie that is that I like more than this, because it's a sci-fi movie about aliens, and like I'm, I'm it's not at all what I would expect to have as my absolute favorite movie of the year, and I think maybe that's what surprised me so much about it, but this movie is is just astounding with what it achieves. It's it's amazing. You, please, please put this on your radar, and please see it when it comes out in a movie theater if you can. We watched a screener for it initially uh, because we weren't going to be able to make it at the Overlook Film Festival to see it in a theater, and we did everything we had to to make sure we could see it in a cinema at Fantastic Fest. It was totally worth it. Yeah, and even having seen it before, this movie still blew my mind the second time we saw it. Vast of Night, check it out. Was that a third crossover? I believe so. Cool. Um, so, Kim. My number one pick. Number one. I love that we flipped order three times for you <laughs> to just feel comfortable about saying your movies, but whatever. Are you ready? Do you know what it is? Uh, I don't really want to guess. Okay, then don't guess. You can tell me if you're correct afterwards. Okay, let me let me take a quick look. No, no look at my list. <laughs> and let's see. Can I take a guess? No. Okay. Do you have a guess in your brain? I do. Okay. My number one pick is in fabric. Oh, of course. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> oh, I'm such an idiot. Yeah, Peter Strickland's In Fabric was such a surprise, and I can't believe that's your number one movie of the year. It's my. It's a surprise to me too. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think my whole 2019 was like leading to me seeing and experiencing this movie. We missed it all through every festival we went to. Oh yeah. Uh, last year and this year, finally we saw it at. Sleepy Hollow Film Festival, their inaugural year. It was an amazing film festival. It was such an amazing weekend. Capped it off with this movie, which was wonderful. Oh, yeah. And also, earlier this year, we did the episode on Barbarian Sound Studio. And I got a newfound appreciation for that movie and, like, that style of filmmaking. And it just really primed me for seeing In Fabric. And it's, again, like, when John put it on his list, there's there's so little you can say about it to, like, accurately describe it. Other than saying it's a killer dress movie that is just gorgeous and strange and twisted and surreal. Um, it has some of my favorite dialogue of the entire year. It's so it's so weird. And there's like funny moments, but they're they're funny because they're so off putting that you do that like uncomfortable laughter. The entire movie is off kilter. Yeah, the whole thing. And the acting is wonderful. the The time period is beautiful, and the aesthetic like it is. Best thing I saw in 2019. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and it's out now. You can see it. So Some please go find it. Yes. Were there any movies you were surprised that weren't on my list? Yeah, I was surprised that you didn't have Midsummer on your list. I didn't expect it up very high, but I thought it would get, it was going to be like your number 10 or your number 9. I mean, I liked it. I liked it a lot. But unfortunately, I was forced to organize my likes. <laughs> and, you know, it got pushed off. Yeah. Um, At one point, I was trying to figure out, like, my number 10 slot was basically open. And, and it was just like, well, fuck, I need to put one of these movies I love in here. And I was like, May- maybe I should put Midsummer or The Lighthouse. And I was trying to figure out which two I liked more. And I was like, fuck it, Greener Grass. It was a recent watch, so that's why I was a little hesitant to put it in. But it's it's absolutely one of the best movies I've seen I was surprised year. I put Greener Grass higher than you. When you I... said it so early, I was like, Hoo. Well, hey, to, <laughs> to be fair, I think I was just like, I, I don't... Because it was because such a recent so watch. Yeah. I, I was feeling that way a little bit about... Um, putting in fabric as my number one because for 
most of 2019, like, because we, we've been doing this list now every year for three years. So whenever I see new movies that I really like, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my number one at the end of the year. Vast of Night was my number one till yeah. like, last month. That's cool. And then it was Mortuary Collection, which yep. is my number one. And then, and then when I back. saw In Fabric, I was just like, yeah! <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I would not take that to be like your bag you know what i mean like it's it's such a strange odd movie that it seems like the kind of thing that i would like force you to watch and then have to talk to you about it afterwards the and... funny thing is after we saw it i tried to downplay how much i liked it because <laughs> I, I, I wanted it to be i knew in the theater i was like oh yeah this is my favorite movie don't hide year. your love from me i want to know about this <laughs> and it was all for this moment i, I was like... just like don't don't spoil it. And then we met up with Grant, who also loved it. Uh, like, you're really, you're going to hide all of this I, much about yourself from the people around you? I expressed enthusiasm, but I wasn't just like, <laughs> best movie of the year. Uh, although I mean, I did, you can say that. I did do that with Mortuary Collection and Vast of Night because uh, I lost my shit for both of those movies. So yeah. top three was like, if I if I could have three number ones, it's those three movies. What about, uh, before we get into honorable mentions, how about, do you have a best discovery of the year? A movie you saw that wasn't released in 2019 that you were super in love with? Um, well, I have two. Um, the McPherson Tape, which we saw okay. at Fantastic Fest. It was a restoration screening. It's kind of like a really fun uh, alien found footagey type movie. It's all kind of like handheld family birthday dinner. Just a fun, like, hidden found footage movie that you feel like you would find in, like, a VHS tape at a garage sale all right um and then my other discovery which we get to talk about in a january episode coming up soon is do you know what this is well, of course i know <laughs> carnival of souls yeah yeah watched it this month it was it blew my mind how i had not seen it previously it's now one of my favorite movies of all time oh that's great yeah. we'll, we'll get into that in a lot more detail uh, in an upcoming episode of the podcast, but for me, I would say my 2019 discovery. It's hard to it's hard to say discovery because this movie was sort of handed to me the way the McPherson tape was. Like I I usually like to keep discoveries as like I knew absolutely nothing about this, picked it up off a VHS shelf or like just put it on streaming. But like that's that becomes harder and harder to do. My number one discovery of 2019: Tammy and the T Rex. Yes, this movie is bonkers oh and my gosh great pick we should specify it's the gore cut of tammy and the t-rex because tammy and the t-rex exists it's a movie that you can watch that i hear is not very good <laughs> because uh it doesn't have all these added elements of gore and t-rex sex that <laughs> uh, that you will get with this paul walker's you know this paul walker turned animatronic dinosaur movie it makes no sense you got to check it out vinegar syndrome has released it now uh and it is the strangest film uh, ever made real quick you got uh, some honorable mentions yeah so i'll just rhyme off a few few films these ones were all on my top 10 list at some point but then when i like i had to do the audit and the correcting and the, the remembering movies i forgot how many how many honorable mentions you got i have five five okay i've got i got six okay i'm just gonna rhyme them off uh, the lodge crawl escape room guns akimbo and John Wick 3 Parabellum, which, which I totally almost, it was like in my number six pick. And I was like, no, people are going to be so mad at me because I know it's not, it's not genre at all. It's like pure action. But these John Wick films are getting so fucking good. They're pretty great. And Keanu Reeves is like 
at his top. <laughs> yeah, no, Parabellum was a very, very good I am, movie. like, riding this this Keanu wave with, like, the rest of the internet. And, and normally I'm not part of these, like, huge things. Like, I, there's all this, like, baby Yoda thing happening. And I don't know anything <laughs> about Star Wars. So, like, I'm just never a part of that world. And, like, everybody's, everybody's always about superheroes and, like, that other superhero saga that ended and everyone was sad. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, not a part of that world. But I can be part of Keanu Stan. I can be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I can be part of that. So I, I, I did have Extraordinary in my honorable mentions, but you had it in your top ten. Yay! So I'll just I'll just take that off. Bliss, of course. We literally, the day we're recording this podcast, we watched Bliss yesterday. Bliss, uh, Joe Begos' Bliss is the kind of movie that should be in my top ten, would probably be in my top ten, but I just I don't know what to do with it right now. I'm still processing it. I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. But my honorable mentions, uh, a little... Uh, like ring inspired movie called stare that has like one of the coolest ghost story setups for a monster saint maud which if you like taxi driver and you didn't think joker was was your bag saint maud is the horror version of taxi driver uh with an almost entirely female cast super great loved it porno hilarious so fun so much fun like probably some of the best practical effects of the year too right um satyr very low-key very strange very eerie. Yeah. Like and a tarot card for two hours. Oh, that's a really good description. Yeah. That's a weird movie that just like drills into your head very slowly. Uh, and also Synchronic from Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson. I haven't seen that yet. It's a really good one. It almost made it in my list. It's uh, great. Is that one out yet? No, it's not. Oh. I believe it's been picked up a while ago, USA. And you know what? Uh, fuck it. I'm going to put a movie on my honorable mentions that I haven't seen yet. I want to see After Midnight something else. I don't remember what it's called anymore, but I've been dying to see that movie the same way I was dying to see Bliss, and then, you know, I just haven't made the time to see it. I should uh, You know what? I'm putting on my honorable mentions. We Summon the Darkness. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet either. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> I missed that at Fantastic Fest, and I'm really sad about it. I'm so. recommending that one for myself. <laughs> yeah, that's on my uh, Keep Your Ears field for when it gets released. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening to our top 10 and for listening to Nightmare on Film Street, the podcast in general. We have had an amazing 2019. We absolutely could not have done that without you. I'm so glad you were here and with us along for the ride for that whole trek like across the East Coast of the States. Yeah, shout out to everybody that we met along the way, our contributors and all the fans that came up to us. It was so fun to be able to meet so many people all over the the United States and you, North America. You do so not cool. know how often I was just having the worst day of my life. And somebody came up and said, hey, I really like the podcast. Don't want to bother you guys. I'm just going to go. And it was just like, oh, my God, I'm a human again. <laughs> and uh, not, not that I need that to live or anything. But like, yeah, like I, I really I love telling people that I love their work. And if you see us, do not feel shy about coming up and saying hello. We want to talk to you. We want to know what your favorite horror movie is. So just say hi. Give us a high five. And hopefully, I mean, we'll be back on the road in the springtime, so... I would think so. I don't know where we're going, but we'll figure it out. We'll find a film festival, and we'll just follow the film festivals all the way back home. Also, a shout-out to our Patreon supporters from 2019. You guys are the reason we're still able to do this. You guys help us with all of our hosting fees and our website fees and the expenses that come with running a podcast and and a horror outlet. So thank you so much to our Patreon supporters. We are so indebted to you guys. 
Yes, we we are fully listener supported, and you know Kim likes to Kim Kim hates when I say this, and she rolls her eyes, and I say that it, it would it would be a nightmare without you. But like literally, that's true, and also it would be impossible without you. Uh, nothing that we've been able to accomplish, and nothing that we've uh, nowhere that we've been able to go would ever have happened without the support of our patrons, and we cannot cannot thank you enough Mm -hmm. so thank you so much uh i can i you know we were actually changing how we handle our bonus episodes on patreon uh we were usually doing little bonus mini games with each full episode but instead we're going to record more full episodes each month so you'll have reviews of movies in theater and maybe even just like cool ones that we saw at home uh, like our own discoveries of 2020 i I can't wait for that i think it's going to be a lot of fun and it's just a small thank you from us to you for helping support a teeny little podcast up in the great white north we're covered in snow right now and these shovels are buying themselves (laughs) um (laughs) let us know what your favorite films of 2019 are and enjoy the rest of your holiday however much time left you have off enjoy your new year we'll see you in 2020 um for the roaring 20s. For the roaring 20s. In fact, kicking off that year, we've got a new theme for the website and the podcast. Very 20s inspired. We are going full black and white, monochrome, talking about classic retro horror from those silver scream days of Hollywood. Yeah, our first episode is Nosferatu versus the Cabinet of Dr. Kilgari. Yeah, those are both in public domain, so if you want to watch them, they're available on YouTube. And the perfect New Year's Day watch, I would say. Oh, yeah. We're running a full horror movie marathon on New Year's Day, all black and white, to help get you in the mood to ring in the New Year and celebrate. And we will be kicking it off with some silent film, because who knows how hungover you're going to be at noon on (laughs) January 1st. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash NOFS podcast. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash horror fiends of NOFS on our website, nofspodcast.com and Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash nightmare on film street. Until next time. I'm John. I'm Kim. Stay, Stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive just long enough to tell the tale of the Nightmare on Film Street. Ow! Help us grow the horde. Leave a review on iTunes or wherever you subscribe. Continue this week's conversation on Twitter by following at NOFS Podcast. And as always, more terror can be found lurking on our website, www.nightmareonfilmstreetpodcast.com. Until next week, stay creepy, fiends. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.